All right. Welcome to the second ever episode of How the Hell Did We Wind Up Here? Um, we'll let my guests introduce themselves in a minute. Just want to say thank you very much to them for uh, for hopping on. Uh, been a big fan of you guys for, for quite a while. Listen to you guys. Started listening a couple of years ago. Um, and just really, you know, really like what you guys had to had to say, had to offer. And so uh a little bit of a fanboy here, geeking out, having you guys on. So I appreciate it. Um, but we'll let you guys just kind of introduce yourself and then uh then we'll get going. So yeah, um, I'm Joe and my wife Jen and my brother hey. Ben are the co-hosts, and we basically just talk about whatever. Well, it started like that, and then it kind of because it was 2020, it kind of devolved sure. very quickly into politics and uh, not really so much conspiracy theories as just questioning you know mainstream narratives right. which is labeled now as conspiracy theory so at the uh, time we we're doing it though we were called conspiracy theorists right totally and right. we weren't even trying to be that no and i love that stuff like the moon landing all the classics you know uh kennedy and 9 11 i love all sure. that stuff so we talked about it all but as far as like uh getting lumped in with like QAnon or something that, that's where we kind of were like no no that's not what we're right. doing that, here we're Trump us. supporters we're <laughs> crazy right-wing Trump supporters yeah, we're, QAnon right. listening to psychos I always say I went from we, we all kind of went from uh like hippie liberals like 10 years ago to alt-right adjacent uh neo-nazi terrorists today I don't know right. how that happened but that's apparently what happened well the funny part about that Joe is that I went more from exactly what you just said in the latter to more of the former by doing this podcast <laughs> right <laughs> you guys just got to come up with some sort of like cool acronym for it you know like instead of lgbtq plus you can be like n for nazi you know b for like bb like bible bashing trump support you know ts trump support. We'll, we'll come up with something for you you know we'll use like every letter in the alphabet maybe some of them twice so we already got lbp <laughs> we could just be lbp yeah. plus there we no, go. that's the thing is it's actually if you take the vowels out, it's L G B T. And I some uh, Corey, our listener Corey, pointed that out to me like early on, and I'm like, God damn it! I did not mean to do that. <laughs> not you're where just, I was going. You're just the hipster version of it. you're doing it before it was cool. Yeah. So, all right, we're missing so, all the other letters though. Right. So, um, I'd say for those who you who aren't familiar with the podcast but this is only a second episode so i'm sure everybody who may be listening probably isn't familiar so the uh the way it's kind of set up the way you kind of want to do this is i want to give you guys the opportunity just to pick one two maybe three everybody kind of agrees that the world that we're in right now is just at a, at a really sucky point right like we can rail against it rail against it rail against it but the opportunity to be able to come on pick like two or three thing two or three topics as far as this is why I think the world is in such a crappy place that it is. But here is also the the reasons why. Here's what's kind of led up to it. Instead of just shouting out things like, oh, well, they're a mason or, oh, the queen's a lizard person, you know, to be able to to be able to let you be able to backtrack to it a little bit. Be like, you know, I think AI is going to, for example, I think AI is going to be a big deal. But it's not something that just appeared. You know, we were dealing with this, you know, 30 years ago when we were playing video games and then it transitioned to this and this and this and Microsoft Word and blah, blah, blah. And now we're to this point sort of thing. So, um, you know, more than anything else, I kind of want to just have you guys on and just kind of, you know, shoot the breeze a little bit and just kind of talk about where the world's at today and what you think kind of led up to it. And if you have a solution for it in the end, then even better if not then we'll all just kind of commiserate together so 
Yeah, I mean, that's basically what we do anyway. We just make fun of the stupid shit going on. Right. Uh, if, I mean, in a nutshell, I guess the way I would think of it, and me and Ben are more biased on this because of our upbringing, but it, it started out like we grew up very religious and spiritual and all that. And so that was kind of framed our worldview like that, where this is a spiritual battle and it's God versus the devil. And that's the cause of everything going wrong. That, and, and it always seemed like kind of a reductive answer to me that that's how, you know, that you'd base your whole worldview on that, but it's kind of come full circle in the last couple of years. And I'm like, man, they might be onto something there. I don't know if it's the Jesus God version that is portrayed in the Bible, but it, it, there's something like that because everything kind of comes back to that. And when you're talking about AI, the AI thing seems like the, the latest vector of like, uh, I don't know, demon infiltration, if you want to call it that. And th these uh, hot, hot button words that people use like that, like demon or Satan or whatever, that's just an idea for what we're talking about. I'm not saying right. an actual entity named Satan that's pulling strings, but it's that kind of idea. And it, it that's what I've come to lately is that it is something like that. And I, I can't wrap my head around it, so I'm not going to pretend to know what I'm talking about. But that's just how where my brain goes. I know Ben sure. would probably say something similar and actually you probably would too huh yeah something definitely. like that <clears throat> yeah that was recent for me within the last like year or so where i got super religious not religious like crazy um just where i actually believe that god is really running things and there is sort of this evil force on earth and it sounds kind of kooky to say that but it really makes sense if this life is you know maybe a a test or a a playing ground per se, where we're here, where our soul can learn lessons. Why would it be easy? It's supposed to be super challenging. So that's when I see all these things where it's like, yeah, the world's gone to shit. People are doing this. You have to just like glaze over that. Like don't even, I don't want to say don't pay attention, pay attention enough to make good choices and have discernment, but don't fall prey to it and let it ruin your life and, you know, control where you take your life from that point. Well, and, uh, the idea that the world's gone to shit is probably a matter of perspective as well, because yeah. uh, Jen always likes to say that the the evil people and the Bill Gates and all these people we point fingers at are just like the necessary evils that are put here as, you know, the balancing force to that's what makes the world goes that polarity. And we talked about that actually recently, but uh, what was I going to say before that? Oh, my brain farted. Ben, <laughs> help, help. Um. I, yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's weird because I've gone, I've gone from when we started the podcast, having drifted away from the, the presentation, the way that God was presented for us. I, I, I had drifted away from that, but still retained this very, um, kind of classic picture of who I thought God was, um, and I would say that I have now kind of jumped completely out of that circle um, to where I don't know if God exists. And I, I'm, I'm OK saying that it, it used to be that the idea of even me saying I don't know is uh, was terrifying because I felt like I was forsaking this thing that if I didn't, I was going to go burn in hell. And uh, now I've kind of gotten to a point where I go. Maybe I maybe I've come full circle, kind of like Joe said, where maybe I'm approaching the idea of God, God's existence, but I'm approaching it in a completely different way than I had ever approached it before, where I'm approaching it as maybe it's just not 
anything that I was told. Maybe maybe take out the Bible and the idea of this mainstream God, the Father, Jesus Christ figure, and what is what is it? You know, I, I, instead of even giving any kind of you know he or she or whatever the fuck it is to what God is, I, I do like the idea that God is the ethereal life form and energy that is goes through all of us and what we live on and what we provide the unexplainable that everybody knows is there you know people talk about vibes or getting an energy off of something where the room got kind of tense and you feel these energies that are just exuding out of people i think that that has more to do with what god is um than this idea of an actual like patriarchal figure that created us and looks down on us and 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 whatnot. Um, going to what's that? Oh, I was gonna say like when you say breaking your you know perspective from the Bible view of what that is. Uh, I think all those books, and this is heretical to say, of course, to a Christian, but I think all of those books, the Bible, the Quran, all, all these different like ancient texts are all just their own descriptions of the same thing. I agree. It's, it's the 100%. way that the people in that time and that culture portrayed how God, you know, showed himself to those people. And that's how they I, put it down on paper. So I also it was, their, it was their way of explaining their world around them at that time. Is right. And, and I also right. subscribe to the theory or at least entertain it. Maybe subscribe isn't the right word, but I also entertain the idea of that. Uh, what Paul Wallace has brought up where maybe they were all separate entities on a council. The idea that there was not like kind of like Zeus in Olympus, there may have been a head format, um, a chairman, if you will, but there were multiple gods as we saw them that kind of all worked together to make this fucking crazy machine go. Um, and all of those different religions are because that God or that council, the way that they saw it was how they wrote about it. I also entertain that idea. I again, I don't know. Um, I do think that how we got to where we are just to kind of go to what you were talking about is I think a big part of it lies within 800 to 1250 AD when the Roman Catholic Church in the world as we knew it back then, other than indigenous places where none of that had anything to do with it, um, completely ruined everything that we know from prior history to that moment. I think that they laid the foundation for the Western world and the monstrosity that it is in that time frame. I think that between the Spanish Inquisition taking on the Vikings, uh, the Crusades and the Holy Lands, I think that all of that, because religion was also law, they laid the framework between what we saw canonized in the Bible versus what was taken out. Um, and a lot of what like Gnosticism talks about with the older texts that they uh, go into, I think that a lot of that laid the foundation for how we view the world and also how we operate in it. These kind of standalone morals that everybody seems to have, even if they don't observe them, murder, uh, life is sacred, um, all of these kind of things that we feel like are kind of built into us. I, I, I think a lot of that was built in that time frame by the Roman Catholic Church. And I think that in a lot of ways, they, you know, fucked it all up for us. Thanks for bringing it back around. I was just about to do that. I was going to say, wow, we squirreled off really far there. Uh, That's okay. You know, the, the funny thing is, is like everything kind of dovetails into this topic is, you know, from people, everybody I've talked to and 
you know, it all it all dovetails into, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. We can talk technology. We can talk, you know, biblical. We can talk. It all kind of dovetails back into it went squirrely sometime somewhere along the timeline. And, you know, kind of the same thing as like there's never there hasn't been any anything new that was made or a weapon that was made that hasn't been used to destroy a civilization. It's kind of the same thing with this stuff as well as like just because it's new doesn't mean it was new at a time. Somebody's going to somebody who has the power to be able to take it and use it to their benefit is going to do that. Yeah. And I think that's where I've come to, too, is that it, since everything else, literally everything else in the world is a cycle why would the rise and fall of things and uh you know not be why would that be any different it 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 warped my head to think about it that way instead of there was a start to time there's going to be an end to time and that's the biblical thing you know like started here it's going to end here and then we're going to go live with jesus forever on streets of gold which is a fucking weird thing to think about but uh it seems more likely that it's just cycles that repeat themselves and it looks different now than it did 2000 3000 years ago obviously but there's always the rise and fall of empires people are like wow this time really sucks like the dark ages according to history really fucking sucked for people they were probably thinking it was the end times back then and here we are still so i i, I just think it it goes in cycles and i really like the uh the vedic ideas that they're they're very long cycles like the 26 year yuga site or yuga yeah the yeah yuga cycles and uh that makes sense to me because then by the time you get to another 26,000 years, pretty much all remembrance of that time has been lost to history. So we don't, we can't even look back further than, I mean, they say they can, but I don't think we really know much past, you know, six to 8,000 years. They, they talk about these like Gobekli Tepe and all these sites that were, maybe they were a golden age. I don't know if that ever actually existed. There might be high points, but I don't, I don't think there was ever like a Atlantis golden age when everything was just, amazing because obviously that wasn't that amazing because it fell or whatever you know well it's the same way along the lines of that quote-unquote missing thousand years during the dark ages if it is was really missing or if it just got added to our timeline at some some point in time to make things even more convoluted and confused well and i know that jen and i have agreed wholeheartedly on this and i know others have as well is the idea that just to touch on what Joe said about it all being a cycle, nothing, there's nothing new. It's new to us, but the the implementation is the same, whether it be the airplane dropping bombs, the trebuchet and other siege engines that conquered all these places. It's like it's 100 percent narcissistic to think that we are not in the exact same place, just doing using a different tool to do the same goddamn thing. It's the fucking same. It's also narcissistic to believe that in everything that we can and can't see out there, we're the only ones that fucking matter. Like, there's other shit out there. We have no fucking idea what is out there. It's narcissistic to think that history won't repeat itself and that we're so important that we're the only things alive in this universe to also see this idea. Now, you mentioned the Dark Ages, the missing thousand years it's called the dark ages for a reason and it lands directly after and into and comes in at that exact point that i had mentioned earlier because nobody knew what the fuck was going on everybody was illiterate it was only for the clergy to be able to read they controlled for hundreds of years the information from the past and what came into the present and soon the future i this is why i think that 
yes, Joe, I don't think that there was a golden age on earth where everybody was, everything was hunky dory to use a mom phrase. I think that it was a point where it was a pinnacle civilization that was the opposite of the dark ages as far as we have known it in that history. Like, I don't think there was ever a golden age where there wasn't fucking wars and people blowing themselves up and maybe they had weapons that we don't have. That's why we show them in movies. I don't fucking know. But I do think that there are, like you said, these high points throughout history. And there's a reason why we still talk about them. There's still legend about them. Like we have no evidence of Atlantis at all, other than the fact that it's still a fucking legend that we all fucking talk about. So that does give a little bit of gravitas to the weight of the idea that there were these high points. Quebec Tepe might be one of them. I don't know. But I, I think that we're in a high point as far as what's going to be remembered. And I think that that fall, that cycle is about to fucking tip the scales. And we're going to be one of those lost civilization that gets remembered later on. Yeah, I think, too, you know, and this kind of goes along with everything, but information, the information that, that we're given that we're allowed to know is just, you know, it's a control mechanism more than anything else. You know, we'll give it and going back to. So I grew up, I guess, like you guys, you know, if I grew up in the church, I grew up. You know, I was taught instead of what it's like to be a good, you know, a good Christian, I was taught what it was like to be a good, you know, boy in the church that I grew up in, how not to embarrass my family, you know, things like that. And so I kind of, you know, as I've gotten older, I've realized that, you know, one religion, it doesn't, I don't, Christianity, Mormonism, Catholicism, you know, what Muslim, whatever, it's all a control mechanism, you know, every, whoever is up in the highest echelon of it is there just to tell you basically how to live your life and two the things that we think we know we don't even really know going back to you know you're talking about the books of the bible like we don't have anything even close to the original copies of what the books of the bible are you know the copies we have were copied in like the 500s or the 300 400s 500 600s so it's copies of copies of copies of copies and knowing what's been changed or what hasn't been changed there's just no you know even just the guys who wrote the books were not named Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, right? Like, yeah, and they wrote those not, like they wrote them like forty, fifty names. years after Jesus died. Like that would yeah. be like me, me writing about something that happened in my twenties when I'm in my sixties and being like, "This is definitely hundred percent what happened." There's no fucking way. No, I can't remember all that. I can't remember no. yesterday for Christ's sake. But the thing with technology is we were talking a little bit is it seems to let us be educated a little more. I think than people, even back in the seventies, you know, even when they're, or when they're trying to, you know, look at these, these tablets or whatever it is that they're finding in clay pots or whatever technology now helps them get a better understanding. But the, the, so for me, you know, the question when I ask, what are the, what are the things that, you know, has caused such a problem in the world today? For me, I always go back, I go back to the church, the invention of the church as a whole. I guess we can say like the Catholic church or whatever, and to education, because I think those two really go, you know, they really go hand in hand. The Catholic church tells you what you're supposed to believe and the education system goes right along with it. So. Yeah, it's just training you to be a good little citizen that pays your taxes and yep. sa saves up all your money so that when you die, you can uh, pay more taxes because there's death tax. And yeah, yeah the whole set, if you objectively stand back and look at the system, it's so on its face stupid that I don't know how any how more people aren't 
I mean, everybody's kind of aware of it, but everybody's so locked in because it's just the way things are. And it's really hard to break out of that. I say, tell Jen all the time, like the way I want to live, which would be like out in the middle of nowhere with my own farm and stuff. That's expensive as fuck. There's no way the average person can do that anymore. And that's how every person used to live a couple hundred years ago. That was normal. And yeah, now you got to be rich to do that. It's crazy. on the system now. They've gotten us so dependent. We have to get up. We have to go to work. We have to punch the clock. We have to get paid because we have to go to the store and then buy food. And, and pay, pay your taxes at the point the of taxes, a gun. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. It's tough. I, yeah, I don't know how people do it. Even when I go to the feed store to get stuff for, you know, we're lucky enough to live on a little bit of land and, you know, have animals that, you know, help take care of us and all that. But even going to the feed store now to get the stuff that they need is just, just every time I go, prices are just up and up and up and up. So, but I think more people are starting to wake up to it, even if they don't realize necessarily what they're, you know, they may not plant their flag and go, I'm a flat earther now, but, you know, it's, they are starting Bob to got see- to you. <laughs> I was a flat earther before Bob. Now I don't know what I am because I'm not a flat earther, but I'm not a glober either. I'm a, I don't know what I am. Maybe realm exactly like where we are. Says. Yeah, <laughs> maybe I'm just a, a simulation guy. Maybe that's all this is. So no, but it doesn't matter you know, what you are. Somebody's going to have a problem with it, and they're going to come bash on you on social media. Just fair warning. <laughs> fair enough. I'm just waiting until I get shadow banned so I can so I can you know, tell people. Put that notch like in your belt. I made belt. it now. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, so do, do you talk solutions at all either, too? Because we've been doing a lot of that lately. We had a uh, Tony Merkel from the confessionals come on the other day. And we basically sat there and talked about like homesteading for an hour and a half. And so we can. I, lo- I would absolutely love to. Again, this is only the second episode. First one was with uh, Bob and uh, Drew missing from you're missing the point. Um, oh, nice. So we didn't really get into solutions per se, but I would absolutely love to if you guys have them. We just have little. Uh... Little ways to break out a little bit. So we got chickens, which we talk about yes. all the time. But we have we had five chickens at one point. We have we have four chickens now. Technically, just found out today one is a rooster, and we live in city limits, so we cannot keep oh. it. Um, <laughs> yeah, fantastic. So we also planted a huge garden in our yard. We took a giant chunk of our backyard and built a structure and planted tons of herbs and tons of vegetables, and we get tons of tomatoes every day we get zucchini every day we get basil sage we have all of our herbs i've been like processing those so we don't have to buy them anymore we have watermelons i might have already said that one um yeah just little things that people can do they can take a chunk of their backyard that they're not using um and better yet use your whole yard garden yeah tear up all your grass that's not doing shit for you unless it's your dog's toilet like it is for us but uh if if you have the room and you have a bunch of lawn just rototill that shit up and plant food it's not you're probably not going to be able to live off of whatever you grow maybe at some point you could if you're doing that permaculture shit you know with the food forest thing and if you get it figured out and you and you have a decent decently green thumb you can probably figure out how to live off it pretty well but at least cut down some of the produce you know that you're having to buy from the store because it's going to be way better for you to grow it anyway um but the, the our main thing is uh just starting out slow and it sucks for people that live in an apartment in new york city i get it but there are ways to grow food indoors you can look it up uh there's little things you can do no matter where you live to kind of uh and it's not so much like uh getting off the grid or breaking the matrix or anything it's more like breaking the mental matrix and that's what helps people do that is to start doing little things that help them be 
more self-sufficient on their own. So, and it, it's a mental thing. It's not so much like, oh, we have this garden. So now we, we're, you know, a homestead or something. No, it's not like that. We have fucking three chickens. Well, we had but four. It but... provides inspiration to be, to twist it into a positive note. It provides inspiration to grow it bigger. So no, we started with positive. a few chickens. I'm saying it's a mental thing. It's breaking out <laughs> mentally. Well, yeah, you can start with a little garden and then maybe you can be inspired and grow bigger where it's not about starting and doing, you know, growing all of your food all at once right away. You just have to start small and then keep expanding it. But it well, makes, it's, also under, think, it's also understanding you don't have to grow everything, right? Like you can grow certain things, find somebody else who grows something that you're not and trade with them. You know, I got a buddy yeah, who. I got a buddy who he's in an apartment and he's like, well, I can't do chickens. I can't, you know what you can do? You can do herbs. You can do spices. The things that I hate to do grow, lettuce, the things that I hate to grow. And I'll trade you my eggs for them. Or I'll trade you, you know, when we slaughter a pig or a cow or, you know, or whatever, I will trade you for the stuff that I don't have. Like, yeah. So and that's such a foreign everything. concept to people. I mean, now everything cash is King. So People can't wrap their heads around that. I have trouble wrapping my head around that. I don't know if enough people that would be willing to do that. No, a couple, but it would be it would take a massive shift in people's thinking to actually go to that. That's how you really get out of the system is you fuck cash. I'm not paying you for anything. We're all just going to barter and do it. That sounds glorious. I would love to do that. I wouldn't have much to offer besides like eggs, but I mean, we'll figure it out. Would you like a piece of grass? Because I have a lot of that. <laughs> You know what? I can, it, come, it, I can come hang pictures for you, though. I can move furniture. I can do, you know, I got a truck. You can, you know, you need to go to the dump. I mean, there's lots of, there's lots of things. Like you said, that you just have to break free from that matrix that's holding your mind more than anything else. Yeah. I think it's daunting to people uh, because it's, it seems like so much. It seems like a lot. Like, but you don't have to switch your whole life in one day. We're definitely not. I still have the internet, I have a phone. And we have we have cool shit we like to play with. It's not like that. It's just like I said, it's more of a mental transition out of that way of thinking and that like uh, I don't know. It's like Bob Marley, free your mind, you know. Well, and, and with hippie. that too, people have to. I think people go from one extreme to the other. Like from the if I'm gonna do this, it's got to look like it does in the feed store or in this magazine that I looked at. That's got you know a ten thousand dollar chicken coop. And, versus like you come to my property, there's things laying all over the place because it's like i'm going to use this one day one of these days i'm going to get to i'm going to i'm going to need this so it's going to lay right here until i do oh our chicken area looks like shit i mean it looks like a what you imagine a chicken area looks like just I, poop everywhere every half the shit's homemade and it's just but they love it they live there and they pop eggs out every day functional. so hey yes functional well i think i think you guys hit on a really important point with the whole getting out of the mental matrix it's not it's hard to talk about this without it sounding like just making another religion. You got to do something mentally or spiritually first, and then the actions follow or doing the actions without actually getting to the mental state. But it's like, I think that that's probably the biggest thing for everybody is mentally understanding that we're all getting played in some way or another. Something's getting shoved down our throat and you go, hmm, one of these things does not belong here or a lot of them don't belong here. And you finally understand that it's like, you know, I think I need to do what's best for my family and fuck the government, fuck whoever. It doesn't matter who it is. 
And I think that that energy is fucking building a lot with a lot of people, like more than I think we've seen it in probably multiple generations. Instead of just going with the flow, we have, like you said, this ability to gain information like they didn't have even in the 70s and stuff. I think a lot of people are waking up. We also have a massive population, if you believe the consensuses. It's like, I think that that energy is really growing to be like, you know what? I don't think we're being told the truth about most of this. And I think that that's probably the most important thing because I think that the more that people do that, the the more it's going to manifest the direction that we need to go in to actually break out of whatever matrix, however you deem that word. Uh, I think that that's really important is that mental getting out of that mentality of what we've just been told and crammed down our throat in education and everything else. The problem with that, though, is we're one to two generations removed from the people who know really how to do the things. True. Oh, that's true. Go Which is just common them. knowledge. Go find, the, and... go find the young person at Home Depot or Lowe's, though, and ask them how to do something. <laughs> and you're not going to get an answer that's going to tell you how to get done what you need to get done. Find no. the 70, 80 year old guy who's working at Lowe's. And they may not have exactly what you're looking for, but he'll tell you exactly how to get it done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and just like little things like uh, I've been trying little things here and there just to get the skill, not because I think the apocalypse apocalypse is going to happen and my little sprout jar is going to save me, but it's just kind of a fun thing to do. Like learn how to sprout little sprouting seeds. And if nothing else, it's chicken food. So in like three to four days, you have a whole jar of chicken food or, you know, whatever, little things like that or canning or pickling. And I've just been doing it here and there just to kind of get, get it down, you know, and now I can pretty much pickle stuff without a, a recipe or a phone or anything which is We're great like saving seeds out of the we bought some organic seeds from what was it neighbor's feed and seed and when the plants grew we saved the seeds out of those and harvested those and dried them so we can plant them again next because they're all non-gmo seeds like heirloom seeds so you want to keep that shit you don't just throw away your bell pepper seeds you keep that shit and dry it and use it for next year then what do you have more peppers, more peppers. it's brilliant it's like it, it's like it was almost made to be that way or something. That's like it's a system or something, okay. almost like a design or you know something. Well, no, it's not just being evolution. real because they didn't teach it to me in school. So, dude, that's a whole other. You want to rant about the education system for a minute? They teach you nothing time. that you need. <laughs> yeah, no life skills at all. They just teach you to follow along and do whatever they're telling you to do. Well, now they're barely even teaching math. I mean, two plus two is five. And if you don't believe that, you're a racist. So. And only like 130 years ago, they were still fucking teaching flat earth in schools. So technically, we've only been teaching that for like less than two centuries. And when did that change? The Rockefellers. Hey, I know we're not trying to point uh, fingers at certain certain names, but that is a, a thing that happened. See, this Along is where I medicine. need to have a scroll that goes across that says that... <laughs> The opinions here may not necessarily <laughs> reflect the opinions of the show host. <laughs> How do do you disagree? Conspiracy? No, not at all. I just, okay. I, I just don't want to knock on my door in the middle of the night. <laughs> oh, Can you imagine that knock? Hey, are you John the Fed? Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, never, never mind. Wrong guy. Maybe. <laughs> To be clear, you aren't you aren't actually involved in the government, right? No, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I was actually hoping you were because I'm like, dude, this guy knows what's up. We need more feds like this. Yeah. If you were a fed, that'd be I, awesome. Maybe, you know what? I'll send my application. And as soon as we're done with uh, 
with this. I'll go CIA, FBI, DEA, you know, whoever will take me. So do it. There's no way they're going to look, take one look at your social media or the fact that you have chickens and be like, nah, not this guy. Right. He is not one of us. I think, Joe, you're actually onto something with that is I think that they are actually monitoring levels of self-sufficiency now as targets. Like, oh, I they, think that there was a couple years ago when people really started getting into like chickens or gardens. Right. They were basically saying that was like terrorist activity or extremist activity extremist. to have a garden and chickens. Forever. It was extremist activity. And they lumped that in with like MAGA alt right things for some reason. And that I, that I wasn't really worried about. It. I was about as worried about that as the 88,000 new uh, IRS agents. Like, okay, whatever. Do you remember the articles that came out a couple years ago? I don't know if you heard these too, but. Um, they were talking about the air quality. God, what was it? They were saying that you shouldn't plant in your backyard because the air quality will produce food that's poison for you and bad for you. They were basically <laughs> discouraging oh, yeah. growing food in your backyard. It was around 2020 or 2021. Yeah, I remember so, you bringing that up, actually. So um, what is I'm the alternative, Texas. FDA? I'm in Texas, uh, originally from California, but uh, um, I'm in Texas now. And we have just started seeing the past, I don't know, six months, four months. Uh, sh new sheriff trucks that are in the livestock division of the sheriff agency. So they're monitoring what? people's livestock and how, what they have and, and all that kind of stuff out here now. That's, hmm. I mean, it's already kind of dog shit. Like we were talking about earlier where we can't have a rooster in city right. limits, which I get because they're goddamn annoying. It's I get really that loud. I mean, we live right next, our neighbors are right next to us. It sucks. I would feel terrible I mean, I would be pissed if someone had a rooster and lived next to I mean, to I was house. actually pissed at my own <laughs> rooster back when we had it. I kept calling him Sandwich because I was just going to go out there one day and end him. But do you have roosters? Because they crow like morning, noon, and night, and they, they crow, crow every time. three every three seconds or yeah, something. All, the yeah. time. All, all day. They also yeah. let you know when they got laid. Like, <laughs> Oh, really? Like, yeah, they'll do their business, and then they'll just crow real quick. to Like a true cock. Else. Yep. <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, we've got... um four roosters i think but we've got i don't know 40 something chickens as well so wow but i would love to do that because it kind of becomes its own ecosystem the guy yeah. that we got the, the chickens from has a whole setup where it's just a self-sustaining circle that just goes yep. the chickens fuck the hens they rape the fuck out of them they don't they don't make love to these chickens they, no, it's, it's, they it's fuck brutal. these chickens it's very brutal yeah but they they get their, I mean, the eggs. He just finds eggs here and there that just hatch. They just hatch everywhere. And he's like, oh, new chicks. Puts them in a little cage, <laughs> keeps them warm. Then they grow up to fuck the other chickens. They're all inbred and stuff. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> as long as the eggs work and taste good. But I mean, that's the that's the thing, though, is it, you know, it's like a three or four year cycle. You know, after, after three or four years of laying eggs, you kind of put the other ones out to, you know, become barbecue chicken or whatever and bring the new ones in and, you know, just keep it going so yeah i thought chickens lived a lot longer i thought they lived for like 10 years and apparently they only live for like six to eight years at six. most yeah yeah but but they dry up after about five they stop yeah. like about five we're gonna have to get chicks from tractor supply or something every time we get know. chickens from his friend one turns out to be a rooster yeah because he doesn't sex them because he doesn't know because he has his own little ecosystem they did it, whatever happens fine. happens so he just picks up two and goes here you go for free and then, and that, well, 50% of the time we've got chickens from him. One has been Want to know a trick so. to try to find out if it's a rooster or not? I'll, I'll tell you real quick. So 
it it's works for me about 90% of the time. It's not foolproof, but you basically pick a chicken up by, by kind of like its head or its neck, or you pick it up, you hold it, but you put its head kind of in between your, in between your fingers like this and let it dangle. Just kind of hold it real, like real soft, let it dangle kind of, if it fights you, it's a rooster. If it just kind of nonchalantly lays there, it more than likely is going to be a hen. Huh. At what age? Like when they're juvenile chicks. or not when they're chicks, just oh. when, when huh. they're just born. Cause I know there's a way to do it. There's some way that the, you know, big yeah. does that, but I don't know if they're using it. It works about 90% of the time. There's been times where I've gotten roosters out of the deal, but for the most part, it's always been chickens. Okay, cool. But we don't get them. So when we get them from his friend, they're already, you know, six to eight weeks old. Yeah. So it's real hard to tell at that point. That's true. Yeah. They all look the same. <laughs> nope. Until they start crowing. And then you're like, fuck. Right. It was super funny the way I found out. I was looking at pictures just today on my phone of this. It's a Wyando. I don't know if I'm saying that right. It's a all black and white speckled. Yeah. And really pretty. And uh, I thought, wow, the ne the neck feathers were really spiky and pointed. And the chicken kept fluffing and being kind of aggressive and then chasing the other hen that we got from his friend around the, the coop area. And I thought, that's really roostery behavior. This chicken's name is Matilda, by the way, because we thought it was a girl. Not anymore. So now it's Henry. I'm something. looking at pictures on my phone. I'm like, is don't this name a, your is this animals. A you can't eat them if you name them. Uh, well, we're not going to eat them. We don't eat them. Um, but yeah. So as I'm looking at it, I thought, I said, you know what? Nah, it's not. It's you're a hen. You're going to lay big, beautiful eggs. And I left the coop. And as soon as I put my leg over the fence, it crowed at me. And then it kept crowing over and over for the first time. We've never heard it crow. It was like, fuck you, bitch. It was like, I am a he, him. You will address me as such. That's <laughs> funny. That's funny. Use the wrong pronouns and dead named the bird. And it yeah. was pissed. Oh, mother. <laughs> so solutions. What else? What else you got? Stop well, worrying I... about what everybody thinks of you. I think that's part of the reason that we got to the place that we're at is where everybody is so goddamn worried about what everyone else thinks of them. Oh, but you don't understand. I, I've been that way since like kindergarten because I got to make sure I have the right <laughs> shoes, the right backpack, the right clothes, the right hat, the right haircut, the right sunglasses. I mean, all that. I've been trained <laughs> since, you know, birth to compare myself to everybody else. Well, yeah, it drives yeah, commercialism. It, it I, helps profits a lot to do that with people. Uh, so, yeah, that one, Ben, you're about to say one. Uh, what, what were you going to go for? Well, I mean, when it comes to solutions, it. I mean, I got like big solutions, but it starts at a micro level. So, I mean, and ends with a guillotine. <laughs> hopefully, uh, it sharp? I mean, per person. Yeah, it it takes opening your mind enough to, to be able to entertain things that are out of the box from everything that we've been told. I, I think that not caring about what people think, like if you think something or you want to learn something, do it. Don't give a shit what anybody says about what it is that you're trying to learn. If you learn more, I guarantee no matter what you're trying to learn, you will find out, oh, my God, I did not know that either we did these things or I could learn this. And you're going to get to a place where you're like, what else am I not being told? I think that that is a great place to be in the ability to say, you know what? I don't know. And I think that we lost that. Everybody's a fucking know it all. I think that just being able to get to a point where you go, I don't have the answers is a brilliant spot to be to get you started on your own path. 
Well, you know why everybody's a fucking know-it-all is because everybody's got a smartphone and that is their brain now. <laughs> if you catch a teenager without their phone, they're the most retarded creatures you've ever seen. They can't do <laughs> shit. They can't make a sandwich without looking it up on Google. I'm not even shitting you. It's so it's it's actually very terrifying because if the Internet ever goes down, there's going to be a lot of people just on the side of the road walking around like, duh, wait, what? how do I get home? I don't no have phone. How do I get home? Uh, kind of going along with what you said about not giving a shit about what people think I've found lately a good solution is not paying attention to shit that's going on in the world focus on your own life your own community it is great uh, I told a couple people or probably mentioned on the show too that I've kind of checked out of most politics I mean besides whatever comes across social media that people want to share with me which is great. Thank you for keeping me in the loop about the cocaine in the White House. That's very, very funny. I love it. But other than that, like I don't I've been listening to just audio drama podcast during the day at work instead of listening to political or whatever shows. I'm out of the loop on that shit. And it has been amazing. And as far as like, you know, any TV shows, it's just anything that gets me out of the mindset of whatever we're doing that day, like a sci-fi show or Beavis and Butthead or just anything like that. It is freeing as fuck. Cause then somebody comes up and, Oh my God, did you hear what happened in France today? I'm like, Nope, don't care. Fuck the French. First of all, I can say that cause I'm French. They make good fries though. Actually. No, motherfucker. <laughs> no, they're freedom fries. Freedom fries, bitch. <laughs> Yeah, what what do you think about that though, John? What what's your uh what's your take on solutions? It sounds like you already are well on your way. So I honestly I think it's just dial back and do what you can in your immediate circle, you know, more than more than anything else. The when we so we moved from California about 12 years ago out here to Texas. You know, California was one of those well it I could leave, I could reach out, touch my neighbor's house, you know, from our bedroom window basically. You know, it was wall three feet fence three feet their wall kind of thing you know and it was so moved out here and got it you know we're lucky enough to have, have a little bit of land and that's what it was was just you know it started off more of just like okay i can't surf out here anymore because i'm landlocked so what can i do all right let's go let's let's get some chickens let's get you know so we started doing that and then just kind of start you know little by little just started making you know making ways of like the big thing now is like just out to the store i do most of the grocery shopping for us and i make my own bread now because i was tired of paying four or five dollars for a loaf of bread i'm like for three dollars i can get six loaves of bread out of this thing of flour so you know and it's just being able to look at things like that you know and being able to realize what you're good at what you're not can you learn it if not can you find somebody else who is good at it and along with that though I, somebody told me a long time ago and i want to say this is actually from if you're familiar with crow triple seven um yeah and this is one of his sayings and if not it's it, it it's definitely somebody else but they said um they'll never hold on to anything tight so tightly that if you find out it's false that it wrecks your that it completely wrecks you sort of thing and i think that is where we also need to get as well we need to be okay with being wrong we need to be okay with not having all the answers and we need to be okay with believing that we're right. But if something new comes across our, you know, our path to be able to, you know, to deal with it and to be able to look into it in an okay way, rather than just shouting at people that they're stupid. Yeah. And I mean, that's a pretty Buddhist mentality too. We talk about that a lot, the non-attachment principle and you're just not, and it, 
we are, I'm always uh, careful to make it clear that that doesn't mean you don't give a shit about it or something. Right. It's just not not letting not letting it affect you or your reaction to it or whatever. Like it's just there, and then it's not there anymore, and then that's it. Yeah, and you learn know, what matters and what doesn't matter, and hang on to the one, hang on to the things that that do matter and the things that don't, or that you can't change. Just let it, just let it go, because it's only going to yeah. get you. You know, and that's one of the things too. So one of the one of the big things that we've done out here in the past, I don't know, like eight months or so, is um is we started uh, beekeeping. Um, oh, awesome! You, you know, and so find, seeing everything that goes along with that, like even just, you know, I had a real bad twisted ankle. Like it 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 got a purple on me within minutes. Um, and I, buddy, when I was like, dude, you got bees. Go sit by him, put your foot on there, see what the vibration does. And literally the next day, my foot was almost like 90% healed. The purple was gone. Like I could walk on it. And it's just there's something about, you know, the vibration that bees have. They say beekeepers have the highest life expectancy out of anybody uh, in the world. Because something about the vibration that that works with them, that, that it's got some sort of healing factor in it. So don't they say that it's kind of like, uh, defies physics that bees can fly anyway. Like there's something well, weird so about it. They did it. They did an experiment a couple of years ago where they took wings off of a bumblebee or maybe it was a honeybee, some kind of bee and put it in a, in a Petri dish. And the bee started levitating without its wings because of the vibration. It vibrates itself so much. So they figured out it's not the wings that make it fly. It's its vibrations and the wings just kind of uh, push it in the way that it's going to go. Oh, so they're more like tail tail rudders or something. It's like a rudder on their back, basically. But yeah, it's it's all vibration and frequency based with them more than any than anything else. That's wild. Well, you hear that story about like the... The bees that, I, yeah, I think it was honeybees or something that killed a, they can wasp. kill a hornet or, or a hornet, wasp, yeah. Yeah, yeah, by just gathering around it and it, it's like one degree hotter or some shit and they just all vibrate around it and it literally cooks the wasp. Well, That's yeah, and if you watch the video, like the bees were getting torn up by that wasp or whatever, the hornet, whatever it was. Oh, and yeah. The, the queen got in the middle of them and basically... From what I understand, she changed. She basically gave them a different order as to what to do to vibrate differently or whatever. And yeah, they got right around that wasp or that hornet or whatever it was, and just cooked it. Yeah, it's a crazy video. Yeah, I wanted. I wanted to get a beehive. We live in a weird place for it, though. We could do it. I think sure we, we could, could if we put there's it in a, the back of our property. There's there's groups out there that they'll come. And they will basically tell you if you can do it or not. And you can raise their bees for them. And all that they want to do is come out and grab the honey uh, for it. And they'll basically pay you to take care of their bees if you have those. Oh, the, that's cool. The, well, they pay me in honey because that's what I want to be paid in. part of a Redding group, they, though. They, could, yeah, they, they will pay you in honey or they'll pay you in, in cash. So they'll pay you in trade or they'll pay you in cash. Interesting. And there's ways to do it without um, having to blow smoke at them, too, isn't there? Yes. Can't you just like... Kind yeah, of meditate before you go in. <laughs> I know. I want to look into that because that's that's another great skill. That I mean, if you're in the wild, you should probably learn that too. I always think about it worst case scenario, but with uh, modern convenience. You know, like you're talking about learning how to make bread. Uh, I've made bread for quite a long time because I was always interested in cooking as a kid, and I made bread back then. But yeah, when you're talking about the price of that, though. I bought a 20 pound bag of flour for like nine bucks. Yeah. And then like a three pound bag of yeast for 15 bucks. Yep. And I could make 
so many loaves of bread out of that. And really, it's just yeast and flour and water. If you want to get real basic, yeah, maybe a little oil or butter and some salt. But other than that, that's fucking it. The only thing I put in that's different in mine is I use uh, apple cider vinegar because it makes the dough a little bit thinner so it makes it more like sandwich bread than a, like a real dense kind of kind of dough but yeah other than that and then i cook it over i put it in a, in a uh, cast iron skill and just put it over an open flame i was that's so funny i was just going to mention that is cooking it old school over a, a fire like even if it's just your barbecue or whatever you can bake shit in your barbecue yeah. you can bake whatever you want in there yeah, yeah that's interesting well and you know we so we had that out here in texas we had that snowstorm I don't know, a couple of years ago where it like the power shut off, like everybody didn't know what to do for a week. You know, you guys probably in Northern California just laughed at everybody with the, with the snow. No, we got snowed in too. We never get yeah. snow. We got oh, snowed really? in like three times this year. Never. It was we crazy. don't live in the okay. mountains or anything. We live in like the Redding area, which it literally oh, okay. never snows. So it snowed here this year and some people lost power for days because the yeah. trees don't grow to their branches to withstand the weight of snow. Yep. That's the way it was here too. And so power was out for a lot of people. And I was like, you know what, this is the time when I'm going to, all this stuff I bought to be able to make it in a time like this. Now is the time I'm going to see if I can actually do it. So I didn't go and I'm still here. So nice. <laughs> do you need a generator? I do. I have, I have a couple of different ones. So, and one of those, uh, those whole, whole home systems, the oh, nice. oh then yeah. that pop on automatically yeah nice i would yeah. love to have that we uh we don't lose power enough to invest in that kind of money it would be great for an apocalyptic scenario as long as you can right. find gas or diesel you know but uh, we do have an, a generator that will run the basic stuff so we have emergency stuff and right. we i know a lot of people think that it's kind of a scam or whatever but the we got solar last year and that helped uh, tremendously yeah. not only with the power bill but with uh and it won't power our house like it was uh, supposed to well <laughs> yeah kind of if it was sunny so, on that day and we lost power, the power you guys get from your panels do you get to keep it yourself or does it go into like a one big co-op that everybody draws from it just feeds back into the grid right and basically makes our 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 meter okay. run backwards so at the end of the year it's looking right now we're going to get actually money back from our power company at the end oh, of the wow. year and our our power bill for the solar has stayed at a constant all year, saving at least hundreds of dollars. It's, there you go. It was a great for our situation. It was a great deal, and we live in one of the sunniest places on Earth, <laughs> so it actually makes sense to get solar here. True, but True. that's not a very good uh, survival or you know emergency thing. It's more for daily use, but it was you have to survive every day, though. You yeah. have to survive in this world every day. So, yeah, and just start doing little things, you know, solutions. It's the biggest thing we've talked about lately is just start small, just do little things, break your mind yeah. out first. That, well, that's just, the first thing you get out in the garden, stick your feet in the dirt, and just start doing stuff. You don't even have to grow anything, just start digging around and like fucking around with your dirt. It's well, go to cool. a Goodwill, buy a gardening book or a book on, yeah. you know, the Home Depot one, two, three book on how to fix things inside your house. Listen to a gardening podcast. If you're listening yeah. to podcasts right now, there's so much shit out there you can learn from podcasts. Not yeah, all of it's true. That electro electroculture, whatever they're they're calling it now, where they're basically sticking a a wooden dowel wrapped in copper wire and getting uh, a harvest that is like ten times what they normally get. 
We did that this year. We did have three no. of those in our garden. It's insane. Our garden's crazy right now. Yeah. It's so it's working up. for you guys? Yeah, we have a cherry tomato tree that looks like an oak tree. It's like taller than mm. me and it's branching out, going crazy. I planted way too much in the planter boxes because I thought <laughs> everything would grow small because it gets really hot here. It gets like triple digits. So plants don't grow huge. Yeah. Um, and they are huge. We I planted a pumpkin seed and we're actually growing a pumpkin already. It vined all over the chicken wire on the fence and it's breaking the fence now because of all the leaves. They're really? like climbing all over it. Yeah. Yeah. You'd not believe the amount of tomatoes. It's why, like we've never seen that many here. It's unbelievable. And it, I, I would like to attribute it or something. Yeah. No, I'll have to. I, I, I would. I would love to like, you know, attribute it to the copper pipes in the ground, but it's also because the, the plants are actually in the ground this year. Right. And uh, that, I think that makes a big difference too, but it's also been way different every year as far as rainfall and the temperature and all that. So I think it's everything kind of coalescing into this, but I'll take it because we have a shitload of tomatoes and it's awesome. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. That's my plan for our, our fall garden and our winter garden is to try that electric culture stuff and seed what happens so yeah it's worth a shot why not yeah well again it's one of those things of it may work and if so great and maybe that's just one of, again one of the things that has just been hidden the knowledge that has been hidden you know even with stuff like that just how to grow your own food and the right way to do it yeah. oh, speaking of that where do, you, where do you think that's going with the uh the ufo alien things i just that's another one of those things where i'm like ah, okay whatever so i I think they're, I think there's something I don't, I don't think that they're from, you know, Mars or I would, I would be more comfortable saying that they're some sort of interdimensional being than somebody that's from something that's from outer space, some sort of gray alien that, you know, traveled 20,000 light years to get here. I don't believe in that, but interdimensional or some sort of, demonic but not maybe the church definition of demonic but something a little different that's where i would kind of lean more towards or it's yeah, just a distraction to say to keep us from looking at something else it's one of the other. There, so there definitely is something going on there's something that people are seeing in the skies that they can't identify that's why it's called a ufo it doesn't have to mean alien but there is something going on there's definitely craft out there that we as the general public don't know how it works. I, I think a lot of it's military, especially in the last like 40 years, I think a good majority of sightings are, and I don't know what to make of like the abduction stories that could be military as well. I mean, using yeah. drugs or scopolamine or, you know, whatever. So I, I don't know what to think of it either. I just think it's funny that it's now coming out so much to, that's what makes me suspicious of the whole thing is that it's so out there right now, so in your face and so pushed down your throat that it's you know like what though in the podcast community, we do the same thing though. Right? Like Tartaria caught steam for a couple months, mud floods, you know, and you know, there's certain keywords that, you know, not everybody in this, you know, I'm, I'll keep you guys separate from this as well, but there's a, there's keywords that, podcasters will hear and then they will use it for three or four months to try to get you know listeners or whatever else to their show because it's just the hot topic of the of the day so i, I kind of had that conversation with ryan from dangerous world too and i'm like i think a lot of that actually is just the age we live in and with social media it's just what happens like especially with podcasting is because 
I'll listen to a show, like what that guy was talking about, and immediately hit him up and be like, I want to talk to that guy too. That sounds amazing. And then it just kind of like spirals from there. And everybody that listens who has a show is also like, oh, that sounds great. You know, not necessarily talking about those same concepts or using those words to promote our show. Talking to the same person is totally fine. But we're not like no, yeah, and the Tartaria thing did have did have a a time there, but I still think it's interesting because it it kind of made people think about the weird uh, alternative history. It doesn't have to be Tartaria. Like I don't I don't really buy into that or the mud flood thing. It's interesting to talk about, but uh, it did make people look a little closer at things like the World's Fairs and all these all these weird things that don't make sense, like the orphan trains and just. It, just getting eyeballs on the weird history, I think, is cool. You don't have to believe in Tartaria or whatever the yeah. fuck that is. No, and I don't. You know, I I'm not saying everybody did that or anything like that. I'm just saying, you know, like the UFO thing caught steam real quick and it just happened. And in the podcast community, we seem to do that with certain just certain things as well. And it may be like, oh, that's a neat idea. I want to get on that, or it's just well, if everybody else is talking about this, I guess I better start talking about this as well. I have no clue what it is. You know, but I'll start I'll start talking about it and then kind of see, you know, but go back to what you were talking about with with aliens. I think I think one of the key words they use, though, is extraterrestrial. So it almost makes me wonder, you know, they talk about something being beyond the ice wall or, you know, Admiral Byrd talking about in his Moss Diary or whatever that that there's a whole group of other people across that ice wall. You know, and, and I heard somebody say for all they know and for all I know, too that this realm or whatever shaped like a golf ball, right? It's just little divots separated by a wall. And so for all we know, that's what these aliens are that are, they're just in another divot on another part of this realm that are just kind of coming over here because they, they can. But well, yeah. did you see that, that thing that went around for a while too? Uh, the it's nos confundin on uh, Instagram and he has yeah. this map that he made. It's like, I think it's hand drawn or something, but, this map of like all the different worlds and it's really interesting way to picture it and it shows the earth is kind of in the middle but then you have mars over here but it's just a different realm that's right accessible you know you have to look at look up the nose confunded map whoever wants to look at it and there's a lot of people ragging on it like oh where's he getting this information i think he's just showing what he thinks about it i don't i don't think he's like this is what's true he's just like this is how i picture it and it's a really interesting map but it could be. Who knows? Then there's Andy, I think, that uh, thinks all the all the planets are the suns from all the different worlds that are, you know, beyond the ice wall. Or heard that there's a million cool ways idea. you can think about it. Yeah, I, I haven't heard that before, but that could make a lot that could make a lot of sense. I just don't think it's going to go away. So since the news is talking about it. We all know how the news does things. They're not just going to be like, well, we've solved the problem, guys. No more aliens. It's just going to be something that's constantly in the news and it's going to ramp up and up and up and up until something happens. I'm not saying that thing will be the worst thing in the world, but I don't think they're just going to be like, and we don't talk about this anymore. I don't think they can do that with the amount of people that are watching the news and paying attention to how they're seeding little stories about UFOs that the or disclosure whatever i just don't think that it's gonna go anywhere they'll probably just have a cnn video of a weird ass alien shaking hands with biden and be like we have made peace you can go back to your lives now <laughs> and all right uh how about that submarine you know you stuff like that Biden how to ride a bike <laughs> 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 
Yeah, it's just I fun know. though. I, I like looking at the political stuff just because it's so amusing to me, especially after Biden got in. It was like this guy is endless treasure trove of sound drops and like funny videos. Yeah. No, I you know, I like looking at um I try to look at these things from a backwards version, I guess, of coming coming out of the church sort of thing. Because I know what I know what the when you know when we look at aliens, well, the church I grew up in at least aliens didn't exist aliens weren't real they never were real whatever it seemed to be a little bit more real now so i know what the church as a whole is probably going to say you know whatever but i i'd kind of try to look at it so if i look at the bible as more of a playbook rather than prophecy sort of thing you know i could definitely see the aliens coming down and you know people quote unquote disappearing and then some alien or somebody being our savior or what the bible calls the antichrist or whatever you know i can definitely see something like that happening but again i i see it more of the bible being a hey this is what we're gonna do sort of thing versus you know hey we dreamt this three thousand years ago and this is what's gonna happen someday yeah i like that idea that's like a a guidebook for what's playing. Yeah. Like you said, not really prophecy. It's not somebody saw the future. It's more like, here's, here's what you do. And in order to make that happen, you do these things like, you know, eat children or whatever, whatever they're doing. Who fucking knows? Well, it's, you know, if I said, Hey, I'm going to go to Baskin Robbins this week. And then later in the week I go to Baskin Robbins. I did not prophesy that I was going to go to Baskin (laughs) Robbins. Right. Like, (laughs) My plan was I'm going to Baskin Robbins, and I knew that the plan was I'm going to Baskin Robbins. So, yeah, to you, it may have been like, Man, look at him, he knew he was going to Baskin Robbins. Psychic, yeah, he knew what he was doing already. That's crazy. So, well, I don't know anything else unless y'all do, really. No, I think think we covered some good, shit. yeah, we'll probably wrap up an hour. So, um, I guess just let people know real quick again, kind of where they can find you. Uh, any audio podcast, uh, Rockfin, we do some stuff on YouTube and Telegram, Instagram. You just Google legit bat or search on any of those platforms, and we should pop up. Unless we're very shadow banned, it should Which pop up. Which are on Instagram? What is it? Legit bat. At yeah, legit it's just bat? at legit bat on Instagram, and the amount of engagement we've had, I'm pretty sure we're getting knocked down a couple pegs, but that's fine. We just post stupid memes anyway, so it's no big deal. And uh, for our listeners, because we're gonna put this out on our show too, where yeah. can they find you and all your stuff? Sure. So to be on all the uh, all the podcatchers that are out there, you know, iTunes, Spotify, whatever, it's called a. How the hell did we wind up here? And basically, that's what it's about. It's taking a look at the world today and just kind of figuring out. You know, where it all went kind of screwy. Where do we give our freedoms up? Where did, you know, where did we get lied to? You know, or well, <laughs> which of the lies do we get lied to at this point in time? Because, you know, there's there's a bunch. Pick and, one. <laughs> yeah, pick exactly. And then, you know, just try to figure out what can we do to get, you know, to get through it. Because, you know, you're in California, I'm in Texas, other people may be in New York or hawaii or australia or whatever but it's still a community of some sort so you know we definitely all could use more of the support from each other versus the backbiting and the um you know the name calling and you know being okay with not being an expert on a on a topic would be would be nice so yeah no you're, <laughs> yeah. you're you've got a great start just talking to people and just yeah 
Let the conversation flow. That's how you should live life. (laughs) That's right. So one thing I did want to ask real quick before, and Ben, this goes for you too, so you're going to have to get off mute. But just real quick, just tell people kind of how you guys got into the podcast game. You know, because like I said, this is my second episode. So trying to get into the podcast world seems like this big daunting task, you know, and it's like, well, who's going to want to listen to you? My wife doesn't want to listen to me, you know, so why are people going to listen to me? That's not surprising. <clears throat> uh, no, it's uh, it's actually not that difficult. I mean, especially now, you can buy a. You don't even have to buy a mic. You can use your uh, iPhone or your, you know, whatever earbuds with the microphone. Those actually sound pretty good. And uh, you go to RedCircle.com and you can set up an account there for free. And you record some shit, put it out there, and who cares who listens? Just do it. Just. That's all you have to do. I told a uh, chance shout out chance is a ghost in our telegram. Uh, he was talking about that too. And how he's like, I need to start one. I'm like, dude, you just hit record on your phone. You can just, you don't even have to have anything. You just hit record on the voice memos on your phone and just start talking. Who cares? Like what, what's the worst that can happen? Somebody going to comment you to death about it. Fuck them. Uh, it does get more complicated as you go on. As you can see, we have quite a bit more shit than we started with, but it's over several years now. So yeah, it, to start out, just start talking. That's pretty much it. So what was That's your aha Ben does? What was your aha moment to get uh to get started? Uh I don't even know. I Joe came home one day and was like, I want to start a podcast. Well, I had the mics for like a year before too, and they're just sitting around. And I'm like, okay, god damn it, let's just do this. I was like, just we'll do a zoom call with Ben and just start talking and see what happens. And the first few episodes were rough, but that's okay. They're there for posterity so we can see where we've come from. No, your idea was we wanted to do it like a fireside chat type. We all used to live together. So we wanted to have it so that we, when we'd all sit around our fire pit and just talk for hours and hours and drink and do whatever and have fun. And we wanted to do it. We wanted to do it just like that in the beginning, but now it's more refined and cultured. And we've, uh, you know, it's quite refined. Now, though, no, I'm just kidding. But, you know, we don't just sit around and smoke cigarettes and drink beers. I mean, we kind of drink a we little do bit that after the show, the show, but we don't do the we've show wasted weed. anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, the funny part is, is that we still do exactly that when we're not podcasting. So like the idea was that there were conversations that the three of us would have that either one, we had never had with anybody else or two, we wouldn't want to fucking have with anybody else because it's annoying. Um, But that's kind of where it started was just the idea of like, you know what? We talk about some crazy shit that I would not ever talk about with a fucking coworker. So we should like, just kind of like catalog this. And it was people need to hear this. I think a big, I think a big part of it is that we weren't, we weren't doing it to get followers and like really like make anything big out of it. We just wanted to do it to do it. Like I had a turtle beach headset and I had a blanket hanging up behind me (laughs) when we first started doing it. And it was the worst sounding shit, but it was hilarious because we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. It was about anything. We didn't give a shit. And uh, yeah, it's just like Joe said, it's kind of morphed into this, this whole thing that we didn't really see coming. It's just as kind of how it naturally has gone. Uh, but yeah, I think it's it, cool too. Cause it's kind of, I've said before, it's kind of like a weird little like uh, time capsule for our kids. If they ever, for some reason want to hear their parents talk more, <laughs> they they'll have like, 
you know, when they're like 40 or something, they'll be like, oh yeah, our parents did this stupid fucking podcast and they have thousands of hours worth of us talking about weird shit. So it's kind of a, they'll probably listen to it after we're dead, but you know, at least they'll have it. And yeah, I would say as a, a write about a bunch of stuff too. And I don't know if kids will do that. I'll be, Oh, I think they will. Eventually they're going to be forced throwing to. horns from the grave. Fuck. Right. Yeah. I told you <laughs> to anyone out there who wants to start a podcast. Don't get discouraged. If you don't have the listener base that you want, don't think about the listener base. First of all, we never did. And it just grew. Eventually your audience will find you. But if you want to have more listeners, reach out to more people, get active in the community and start, you know, talking to other people, ask them for suggestions and people will listen. They always say that, uh, you know, the average podcast gives up after seven episodes. I don't know why it's that number, but uh, an average we got, we blew through like 27 and I was like, stopping. This is fun. I'm gonna keep doing this. We had like 10 <laughs> listeners or something, or maybe 25. <laughs> I'm not sure. I remember when Most it got to 50, I was like, podcasters. wow. Or family. Yeah. Not so much family anymore. To 50. And I'm like, wow, we have 50 listeners. And now what's our average? I don't even know. It's not uh, even that much. Dude, but still, it's like 1800 or something. When we weren't doing the the, uh, the video and Joe was still uploading it to Anchor. And the first video hit 50 plays. And Joe sent me a screenshot and was like, dude, 50 retards wanted to fucking hear this shit. <laughs> and I was like. That is actually uh, mind bending. I can't imagine standing up in front of 50 people, just the three of us having a talk while they listen in the audience. I would be like, you guys have nothing better to do. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> pretty sure it's not my mom and her Sunday school class listening to the. To the <laughs> yeah, no, I, I sent Ben a screenshot at our first uh, like 5000 downloads and was like, dude, we can retire in luxury now. Like, isn't that what happens? <laughs> <laughs> the dream yeah, right nope. not not so much yeah turns out yeah we all have day jobs we just do this for fun that's <laughs> a good mindset to have too <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah yeah. well dude thanks for having us on appreciate it and uh well, it. when do you have plan on having this out because we'll we don't want to step on your toes so we'll put it I out after the next you. day or so oh, okay i was planning on sundays on, if i can work on it tomorrow um i'll work on it tomorrow i'll get you the files now i'll get to you sunday perfect right. sounds good Thanks, so once brother. I send it, once I send it, it'll be ready to go. So you don't have to ask, can I publish this? So you'll be good. All cool. Right, cool. cool deal. Thank you. All right. Well, I appreciate Thanks, it. Man. Thank you guys. You guys have a good night. All right, you too. Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye.